Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Donato, featuring CSU San Marcos golfer Justin Versich. Justin, welcome, buddy. Hey, Dylan. It's good to have you, man. It's good yeah. to be on. Awesome. Sweet. I'm so glad we were able to get you on, man, and kind of chat a little bit about you and uh, get to know more about you. So uh, we'll get straight into the first question with uh, where are you from? Um, I am originally from El Cajon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you just had uh, Ryan Bishrat yeah. on, so like it's, it's been pop, it's a, pop, a popular location lately, you know, with me nice. him. Nice, let's go. Francisco, we all kind of grew up in the same neck of the woods. Awesome, sweet, man. Yeah, but yeah, I'm from, I'm from El Cajon, uh, went to school in El Cajon, but uh, we moved out to La Jolla like a couple years ago. But Oh, nice. Yeah, El Cajon's nice. definitely, you know, the roots. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's nice you're staying in, you know, the San Diego area. I mean, that's just, it's the best down there. You oh, can't so beat good. it. <laughs> awesome. So um how'd you get into the game of golf and stuff did your parents get you into it grandparents or did you just do it by yourself yeah so it's actually like kind of crazy how that all happened so you know growing up like my parents were really into like the team sports thing mm-hmm. um, yeah through my brothers into my brothers and I into you know baseball we did, I think we did soccer for a couple years um but the the one sport that I was always like obsessed with was basketball oh okay so so committed to basketball like and all I wanted to do was be a basketball player um and so like that's that's what I did bro like I grew up and like we had a little basketball hoop outside our uh, uh outside our house and our it's right underneath my parents window uh-huh. they're like you know eight nine ten o'clock at night they heard the ball just bouncing all over the place they probably didn't love it but <laughs> uh yeah man I was I was all about it and then like uh my freshman year like halfway through the season I got called up to varsity and um I played varsity basketball for three years oh wow um just an athlete huh just an yeah, athlete. man like I you know my parents just kind of, luckily like all four of us were kind of um just athletes we all just were obsessed with sports you know at, at mm-hmm. home like it, whether it was wiffle ball or you know bat like pickup basketball or like anything like that jumping on trampolines like that's all we have all all of us wanted to do mm-hmm. um yeah and but unfortunately I was just kind of I was injury prone you know I broke my ankle hurt my hip like just oh yeah so bad so after my uh broken ankle my junior year that's kind of when I called it quits on basketball mm-hmm. um, and me and Joey uh were up in Tahoe which okay. uh, my parents have owned a place up there basically my whole life and um so it's like kind of like a second home and we were up there and we we didn't have anything to do mm-hmm. and uh my grandma wanted to go play golf and we were like yeah why not right like yeah let's go see what it's about you know yeah. And yeah, ever since then, man, like we just kind of got hooked. Like, no I'm kidding. Both of us did. Like, it was one of those things where it was so fun. And then when we came home, we just kept we kept at it. So, grandma, and then um, it kind of carried on. My uncle's been a golfer his whole life. So then, like, we'd come home and we'd go up to his house on the weekends, and we'd be up there on we'd get there Friday night. We play golf all day Saturday, spend the night, play golf Sunday morning, and then go home. Let's go, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, the normal story, everybody gets into golf and stuff and they get hooked, but that's crazy. You start, so you started uh, what year in high school did you start? So I picked up a club for the first time, uh, probably my freshman year. Oh, wow. um, but I didn't start like playing, playing until I was like a junior. Cause like I was no all in on basketball. Golf was just kind of something I did for fun, uh-huh, like, right? whatever. And then like, after uh-huh. I got hurt in basketball, I was like, 
like you said, like my whole family, like we all are just athletes. So it was like, I had to like change to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can just not do sports period. <laughs> yeah, bro. So I was just all about golf all of a sudden. Awesome, man. Um, so, uh, talk about your years at high school. Did you play, um, high school golf at all? I know you played high school basketball, but did you play golf at high year high school? Yeah. So I played high school golf. Um, and let's see, I played, I think I played all four years. Cause my, like, cause obviously basketball ended in, um, like for, for high school ended like end of February, kind of like early yeah. March. Oh yeah. So before summer ball started, like my parents were like, why don't you just play on the golf team? Like just for fun. Like, why yeah. not? Might as well. So I played all four years. Um, nice. and what high school did you go to? I went to Christian high school, which oh, okay. is, uh, it's like right next to Granite Hills. So it's kind of like, um, it's in El Cajon, but it's a private Christian school. Nice. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. That's so cool. Like, I mean, I, I've had, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that started golf really, really young, but man, you started in high school. And then, I mean, just, that's so cool, man. It's such a cool story. Yeah. It's, it was, I was definitely a late bloomer. And like the, the good thing is like, I had all the, the work ethic of being in sports my whole life. So for me, it was like, once I was into golf, it was like mom and dad dropping me and Joey off of the golf course in the morning and picking us up at night kind of thing. Like, yeah, we yeah. wanted to do it all day long. Awesome. Um, so I'm guessing your high school golf and stuff, you guys just did nine holes and stuff like that. That's kind of been the, the trend I've seen and stuff. Um, talk about kind of how, how were you playing your years in high school and stuff, kind of just getting into the game? Yeah. So my freshman and sophomore year, obviously I wasn't very good because mm-hmm. I didn't spend any time on it. Um, right. But yeah, it was, it was nine hole matches. And uh, fortunately, like since my school, like my high school only had like 400 people. Mm-hmm. So there was never like tryouts for golf. If you wanted oh, to nice. golf, you'd go and you're yeah. there. Like, and yeah. that's just kind of how it was. Um, but going into like my junior, my junior year, I started to play like a little bit better. I think my junior year, like since it was nine holes, I was shooting anywhere from like 30, like 39 would be like an awesome day. Like uh-huh. three over and I'm stoked. Let's go. <laughs> day it was like you know 43 44 whatever uh-huh. um, and then my senior year that's kind of where it started to get good um you know a good day would be you know 33 34 mm-hmm. bad day would be like 38 39 and um my senior year was actually the year that um our team was really good because joey was playing okay and um and then we had Daniel Kim, who was also on mm-hmm. our San Marcos golf team. Yeah. And this other guy named Sam Hess, who um, used to be really good back when he'd play all the time. He, he's a working man now, but um, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. School, you know, he's, it happens. <laughs> we call him the tuna. He hits it so far, man. He's, he That's was crazy. Legit. But um, yeah, that year was really cool. You know, we won, uh, we won our section for CIF. Um which was really cool. And, uh, it was just a really good experience, you know, getting to play with my brother obviously was awesome and, um, get starting to play like some decent golf. It was really cool. Yeah. I seriously, I mean, that's, that's really cool that, I mean, just you, you started getting serious your junior year and then you're already shooting that kind of scores. I mean, um, that's just, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. But, um, did you play in any tournaments outside of high school golf? Did you play any like, um, you know, Toyota tour cups, AJGAs, or did you play in just kind of high school stuff? when I first started taking it seriously, when I was like 16, I think mm-hmm. maybe just turned 16. Um, the first thing my parents, cause obviously all of us were new to golf. Yeah. Joey, you know, mm-hmm. Joey started at the same time I did, obviously he's two years younger. Mm-hmm. So, um, none of us knew anything. So the first thing we did was like, you know, find a swing coach, find somebody that can like kind of help our progression. Right. Yeah. We started seeing this guy named Chris Schmiel. Okay. 
um, and he runs Future Champions Golf. And I don't. Oh know yeah, if- yeah, I've heard of. Free- oh yeah, they're yeah they're big down in SoCal, man. Yeah, so he he owns that company. He owns and uh, runs it. Um, and so we started seeing him for swing lessons, and then obviously because of that, like we'd started playing in his tournaments. Mm-hmm. And so I really only played like Future Champions and like SDJGA, which is San Diego Junior Golf. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Because like I was such a late bloomer, like I didn't know anything about like college mm-hmm. recruiting. I didn't know anything about, you know, how many tournaments you should play. And I didn't even know AGAG existed. Like uh-huh. I, right, right. It was the only thing I knew about it, I think, was that Tiger was really good at AJGA. Like I think that's like the yeah. only thing. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's nice that you're a swing coach and everything, you know, he owned the future champion stuff and you're able to kind of just translate well and go play in those tournaments so yeah um, obviously like when I first started playing I think my first future champions event it was one of my first ones was at Sandpiper which is oh yeah uh, Santa Santa Barbara dude I think I shot like 89 the first day like I think I was so nervous Uh like it just like no chance like I'm like this I'm around all these guys that like have been playing golf probably their whole lives Uh and like I was just so nervous and like I wasn't used to tournament golf yet. And I'm sure you remember when you first started playing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Heck like, yeah. You feel like you can't even take the, like all you're thinking is like, please don't top this. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's all you're thinking about. Yeah. You're like, just somehow just go straight and then uh, we need to yeah. get at the ball in the hole. <laughs> yeah, like, and I shot 89. It was so bad. And like my uncle was there who obviously I told you he's like mm-hmm. really big with golf with both Joey and I, like he, he was always really good. So he taught Joey and I a lot also. Um, but he took us on that trip. And after I shot 89, he was like, you know, he, he just kind of laughed about it, like kind of made fun of me a little bit and then was like, Hey man, like you have no chance of winning. So don't be <laughs> nervous, like, yeah, tomorrow, whatever. And I think I shot like, I don't know, 76, maybe 77. Oh, there you go. Which was fine. But like, yeah, yeah I mean, it was tournament golf was getting used to that was definitely the hardest thing. I think. When especially, I mean, your first tournament is at a course like Sandpiper. I mean, I've played Sandpiper and we had a state championship there at junior college, my freshman year. And of course, it's no joke. So I couldn't imagine having your very first tournament there. The greens are crazy there. They're yeah. so fast. Yeah, beautiful course yeah. though. Beautiful course. Oh, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, you had touched a little bit on recruiting and stuff. You didn't really know kind of how to go about that and stuff. Um, kind of explain the process and stuff. When did you start it and kind of who'd you start talking to? So um, coming out of high school, like I, I still like I didn't know that you needed to email coaches directly. Like I, mm-hmm. um, so. After my senior year, I knew that I wanted to play college golf, but I obviously I didn't even know how. Like I thought, to be honest, like you had to get into a school, and then you kind of like high school golf, then you just sign yeah. up, and, and then you try out. Yeah, yeah, I had no clue. So I was like, you know, obviously I'm not good enough to play Division One golf, so I was like, I should just go like junior college. Mm-hmm. I was like, and just kind of figure out where I want to go from there. Yeah, and like my dude, my college journey has been like it's been a mess and a half, man. So like I <laughs> talk I, about I, it. Dude, it's, it was so bad. So like I went and, um, I was at Grossmont college. Okay. Which, like, um, I'm sure, you know, like I went to Cuyamaca too. So Grossmont yeah. and Cuyamaca are like the same school in theory. Just Got different. it. Okay. Got um, it. But it's the same, same thing. So, um, I went and I enrolled in, I think four classes and about a month in, I was like, you know what? School's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not into school. I straight up, like I didn't, cause once again, like I was the first one in my school and my whole family to go to college. Yeah. My parents didn't know the process. I didn't know the process. So I didn't know that you had to drop out of classes. Oh yeah. I just stopped going. Oh, <laughs> like, yikes. Yikes. So not, like just like 
whatever four like did not finish or whatever they uh-huh. call yeah, um, yeah 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 uh-huh just create this whole mess for myself and so then that's when my parents uh said like okay if you're not gonna go to school you need a job mm-hmm. you need to work so i went and i got a job at dick's sporting goods okay and i worked there and i figured like you know what i'll work and i'll just like grind my butt off and like try to get as good as i can I was like, and at that point, like in my delusional 18 year old mind, I was like, I'll get good enough to turn pro, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was my plan. Yeah. Um, and so I worked at Dick's for about a year and a half. I bet you the coolest dude to work in the golf department ever in like Dick's franchise, man. Like that'd be, you gotta be the best guy to walk up to and be like, Hey man, I need some help with clubs. <laughs> oh, it was so funny, dude. Like I have so, so many good stories about that. Like one thing I used to do when like people came in and they were really, really bad, uh-huh. really bad, but obviously like our goal is to sell them something. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like, you've heard of like all the sales tactics, like, you mm-hmm. know, give them positive reinforcement, whatever. Yeah. But one thing I figured out is we had the, um, a little launch monitor. We had a little hitting, hitting bay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when I went to sell somebody a driver, I'd go on the settings and I'd bump the altitude altitude up to like 4,000 feet. So like, They're crushing it. Dude, like they'd hit something that would probably only go like 180, but because we're at altitude, it'd go like 250 or something. <laughs> I sold so many drivers doing that. Looking back on it, like I'm sure if I would have told my boss, I probably would have gotten in trouble. Yeah, but hey, you're selling product. <laughs> so many drivers is crazy. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> like, that's hilarious, man. Oh man, oh, that's funny. So you were working at Dix and stuff, and you kind of yeah. What what made you kind of get back into playing at for a college and stuff? What kind of made you get back into school? Yeah. So what was crazy is like you know I, I worked at Dix for about a year and a half, and then my family's been going to Tahoe my whole life, mm-hmm. and so I was like, you know, what would be cool is like if I quit my job at Dix and I moved to Tahoe for the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, this, so this was after I'd worked at Dick's. So I was 19 at this point, okay, like April. And I'm like, I should do this. So I called up the director of golf at the place where we play up there. Mm-hmm. We're like kind of members, but like, it's mostly because like we own a house in the community. So of we course, get, um, yeah. Access. And I called him because like, he'd known me my whole life. And I was like, Hey man, if like, if I moved up, could I work there? Mm-hmm. And he was like, absolutely, man. Do you want to work in the shop? And I was like, sure. And so I just packed up and I moved. All right. Tahoe, Tahoe, here we come. Yeah, I got there and I lived in my parents' house uh, by myself and um, started working and playing. Like, it was cool because I had a boss. His name's Andy Bradford. He played um, on the Nationwide Tour or in, like, okay. a bunch of mini tours and stuff for a while. Right. Um, and he was a really good player. And he, he was my shop lead. And, like, I told him, like, what my goals were. And so he was super cool, man. Like, he would schedule me in the mornings all the time so that i could get off and i could practice and play nice. awesome and like he would schedule me in a way where like if we sent a shotgun out so that nobody was going to be in the shop like we'd mm-hmm. send the shotgun out and he'd tell me like go hit balls for 45 minutes and he'd watch the shop nice like, he was just super like cool and like he's a really good buddy of mine to this day um mm-hmm. and you know so i just spent that whole summer kind of getting better and that's actually when i got into contact with coach hutton oh okay yeah um and basically what him and I talked about was like, he was like, well, like you should go back to school for one. He's like, Mm -hmm. you need to, you need to be in school. He's like, so you need to go back to school. You need to get your grades up and kind of work on your game. And like, we'll see where we're at when that starts happening, you know? Got it. Okay. And so I moved back in August, re-enrolled in Grossmont, just kind of started practicing um, out at Steel Canyon where Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Steel Uh, Canyon. Yeah. I was practicing out there and um, I was actually working there like two or three days a week just for some money. 
And so I was going to school, I was working, I was playing. And then in the spring, um, I walked on the team at Cuyamaca, uh, which was still Grossmont, just like their sister school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started playing and like, I started playing really well. Um, and that's kind of when I got back into contact with coach Hutton Sweet. and, um, I started talking to him. I started talking to, uh, the USD coach at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I kind of had the, the, like, you know, part of me really wanted to go to USD cause they were D one. Like, exactly. You know, right. Yeah. Like, you know, like you did junior college, like yeah, the oh, goal yeah. was always to go D one kind of mm-hmm. thing. Exactly. Um, and I kind of had my heart set on USD, but then like, um, it came down to like, he was choosing between me and somebody else and he ended up choosing somebody else. Uh-huh. Um, and I was talking to coach Hutton and basically he was the cool thing about, uh, coach Greg is he was just like, Hey man, like, I know, like you have a lot to think about, but he was like, you have a spot here. He's like, we want you, you have a spot. You just call me when you make your decision. Awesome. I was like, sweet. So I just kind of took some time to think about it. And then I went up on my visit and I visited with him. I met him and coach Jen, who's our assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Walked around the campus. Just kind of, I was stoked on it. I made my decision right there. I was like, yeah, let's know, go. Let's do it. Like, let's, what do I have to do now? Kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's nice that, um, you know, coach Hutton reassured you and was like, Hey man, you know, we really want you. And it's kind of nice to have that feeling like, you know, college really wants, you know, USD, they were kind of saying, Oh yeah, we're deciding between one or the other, but you know, coach Hutton was like, do we like, we want you. So that's really nice to have that feeling. And that's like, yeah, it was, he was always so cool. Like one thing I really liked about him just initially, like when we were talking on the phone, like, and I'm, I'm sure you've, cause you played at Sonoma, like you've mm-hmm. had at least a little bit of interaction with coach Hutton. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I, what's a good way to put it really passionate guy. Mm-hmm. It comes off really energetic. And one thing I always liked about him is when I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. So um, one thing I like can like to start this off, like one thing I can really say is like all four years that I had there, mm-hmm. my teammates were awesome. I loved my teammates. We always had such a cool vibe and a cool, like, it was just, it was cool because like everyone was committed to what we were doing, but at the same time, like we had so much fun. Like we were team trips. We always had a golf house. Like, like it was just, it was so fun. We just always had a great time. You know, I really genuinely believe like it made me not only a better player, but like a better, just it it helped me grow up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the biggest thing is like, I came in, so I came in when I was 19, almost mm-hmm. 20. Okay. And um, I was on a team of seniors, at, or seniors and juniors. So it was uh, it. Chris Tulick and Braden Caron were two of our seniors. Um, and then Jordan McBrayer was just transferring as a junior. So we had really strong upperclassmen. You know, Tulick was, Tulick came from UNLV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really good player. Really good Braden player. Braden was lifetime at San Marcos, but like, really good player like he mm-hmm. year before was like all all conference all region like really nice good yeah that's legit yeah you know i came in honestly if i'm being completely transparent it's terrified like <laughs> i don't even know if i'm good enough to play with these guys like oh come on man you know, like i just because a, a kid from a junior college you know i didn't know what to expect right right um and honestly i came in i started really well like my my first fall there like i played really good golf um my my first day like as on that team that uh western new mexico's tournament they used to host it in um goodyear arizona okay and my first day of division two college golf ever i went 74 67 all right let's go a good round straight out the gate um 
And then we went to Monterey. I played really well in Monterey. Chico, we had like kind of crazy weather, but like, honestly, like it, it was nice because I came in and like everyone made me feel welcome. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, as long as you're working hard, doing what you're supposed to be doing and like giving it your all, like everyone was stoked, you know, and it was cool yeah. to come in and play really well, like right away. Um, yeah, that's nice. And they made you feel comfortable and they welcomed you to the team, man. I mean, that's really, that's really good team chemistry. It sounds like you guys had. Yeah, it was, it was cool too. Cause like uh, right away I came in and um, obviously Chris Tulek had been there. That was his second year. And um, you know, he's, you know, 20, what, 22, whatever, 23. Mm-hmm. And like, to be like, I was closest with him out of everyone on the team. Oh, wow. Like, well, that's good. Classman. Like I hung out with Tulek every day, you know, and uh-huh. he's a great guy. And like, he, you know, he really like, I really gelled with him because like anyone that knows me, like, especially on the golf course, like I just, I, I like to have a good time. Like mm-hmm. I like to laugh, make jokes, like have a good time. And Tulek's a lot of the same way. It drove coach Hutton crazy a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, he wants like, sometimes he wants a serious environment and Tulek and I are like giggling in the backseat. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just being yourselves. <laughs> yeah. We're just being silly. Like we always are, but um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was cool. Like coming in, like pretty much exceeded all my expectations. Um, but yeah, it was my first year was great. Uh, second year, I kind of hit kind of a lull um, in my game. Just kind of like it wasn't like terrible, but it just wasn't good. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Here, here's a great story for you. I love this. And All right, yeah, let's hear it. And <laughs> Bish and I still like joke about it from time to time. Um, but my second year, mm-hmm. our first tournament of the fall, we went to Washington and we played back to back. So we did um i think it's saint martin's event i oh, think it was okay. martin's at um in in uh dupont washington and then we took a day off to drive to north washington to bellingham oh wow that one so it was two tournaments in like five days or something uh-huh. that's a lot of golf yeah, it was a lot of golf um two really cool courses but um i no joke i'll never forget this because it's so funny the first tournament I went 74, 74, 74. Okay. Then the second tournament I went 74, 77, 74. So out of <laughs> six rounds, I shot 74. 74. Yeah. That was your number. <laughs> yeah. And it just became a running joke. Every single tournament I played in, I had at least one, usually two 74. <laughs> wow. And like that third round was either like 70, 71 or like 75, 76. And I was just uh-huh. like, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything well but I wasn't like a disaster. Like it was just yeah. like, it was like I was managing, you know, you were, just, yeah, you were consistently solid. Yeah. Consistently. Okay. It's like, yeah. a good but like it got to a point where like, it was kind of a running joke. Like my brothers messed with me about it. Like my buddies all messed with me about it. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you shoot 74 more than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it got to a point where like one of my buddies who plays at uh, Nevada is named Sam. He, t- he would text me and say, just go shoot 74 and come home and, you know, there you go. <laughs> kind of thing, just kind of messing with me. <laughs> and it got so it the the funniest part about that whole story is at the end of the year, um, our athletic department releases our stats for the year, but they keep oh, okay. Yeah. My scoring average for my second year at San Marcos, and I cannot make this up. Like you can look this up, it's incredible. Uh-huh. Was 74.74. Yep. Yeah. I and saw I'm that. Like no exaggeration, bro. No, like, no, I know. I, no, I, I saw that whenever I was, you know, researching you a little bit and stuff. That's gnarly. I didn't know that the story though, too. Just like, and then I actually made my 
PlayStation gamer tag, I shoot 74. So anytime <laughs> I play PlayStation, like that's, that's what it is. That's funny, man. I mean, at least you're able to laugh about it and stuff, man. I mean, yeah, it's just no biggie, but that's funny, man. 74.74. Well, Hey, consistent. At least you can see yeah. not I mean, a bad score, the team, which is good. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, uh, kind of talk about, uh, the junior and senior and stuff and kind of talk about when COVID hit and everything, you know, what, what was, what was that kind of like for the team? Yeah, man. So like, like I already, like I touched on our junior, but the senior mm-hmm. year, that, man, that was tough. Like that yeah. was just a tough day. Cause like, you know, our team was cruising, man. Like we, we came out the gates hot uh, in the fall. Like we, we came out, you know, we had a really solid lineup, man. We had mm-hmm. 10 guys that like could play, you know? Yeah. Hey, you and, guys were always uh, battling with us. Oh yeah. It was always a battle. It was us, uh, Sonoma and, um, and uh, Chico was, was up there in Chico. Yeah. And, um, man, like it was, it was exciting. Like we came out and we were just, um, we were ready and it was cool because like qualifying was competitive, like, Mm -hmm. um, to get on the team was competitive. And then once we got to tournaments, man, there was just like this, even though we all like laughed and had a good time, like in our team chemistry, my senior year was probably the best out of all my years. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, there was just this switch that would flip when we'd go to play in tournaments, like all of a sudden everyone was ready to go. Yeah. Like we just wanted to go and, and we wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had a really like solid fall. I think we were like fourth or fifth in the region rankings. Like we, yeah. we wanted to win the region, but, um, you know, compared to my last, my two years before that, it was like, we came out strong and, you know, then spring hit, we went to it, we played in our spring tournament and, um, our home tournament at yeah. shadow. Yeah. I remember we finished like second. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a dog fight between you and uh, Oklahoma Christian uh, and Oklahoma Christian. Yeah, it was man. I remember. Yeah, I remember it was that. Crazy. Like, and like I played okay. I finished like I think fifth. I think in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of trending, man. Like I, you know, I started to play really well, kind of over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we got to spring. We got to the home tournament, and like I felt really good. And you did you you played in that right? Yeah, I played. Yeah, I played with Matthew Moss. Yeah. You remember the wind was oh yeah, and it was cold. It was, it was so cold. The greens were like thirteens mm-hmm. and like it was blowing like 20, 30 miles an hour. Oh, easily, yeah. And I think like I shot like two or three over for the tournament mm-hmm. or something, something like that. That's a uh, that's, that's good rounds, man. That's good Which rounds. Because I think like a kid from San Diego State won it. I remember I think it was Steve. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I think it was Steve Sakamoto. Yeah, and he he played really good the last day, but um mm-hmm honestly like it was it was hard like that was the hardest i've ever seen shadow and like you know it was, it was cool of our team to kind of battle it out mm-hmm. um, yeah we finished well and then we went to san bernardino um which is actually man it's i'm sure you with you doing your research you saw but uh yeah <laughs> yeah that one was a heartbreaker for me i don't know were you guys there for that no we weren't there for that one no we weren't no oh, so you don't even know the story of what happened we're gonna take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors no, I don't, but I did see the results. Uh-huh. You're going to love this. Yeah, let's hear it. A lot of your golfer listeners are just going to laugh at me. Um, <laughs> Go. This little golf course, man, called Canyon Crest. <laughs> Goofiest little place. Like, and I'm sure in your years of playing golf, mm-hmm. you go to a golf course that's hard for the wrong reasons. Yeah. This is a perfect <laughs> example of that. Right? It's like hard for, like, just they made the greens super firm. Uh-huh like 13 like no joke 13 it was insane how fast these things were yeah 
and every hole had like some quirky little dog leg where there was OB that was like way too far in. Oh yeah. You you miss a shot by like that much. You're out of bounds. Like, Uh yeah. Seeing it on tee boxes and seeing that is like frightening. (laughs) Oh, terrible. Right. And so like, it's just, I mean, just hard for the wrong reasons. So Uh we go out there. Um, I shoot 69.71, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, a, it was a par 71. So I, I think I went 69.70. Okay. So I, was, I was three under going after the first day. Yeah. I had like a six shot lead. Let's go. After the first day. I was, I, was, I think I was like one of two guys under par, like the only guy under par. Mm-hmm. And so I played great. Like was putting great, hitting it great. It was awesome. And our team, I think was, I don't know, second or third. So we were right there. Um, so we go out the second day and mind you like you're a college golfer you know like we start we do shotgun starts right of course yep yep at so bright and early start, yeah at 7 a.m right? <laughs> so i start on the fourth hole it's a 200 yard par three over water oh that's it's no like, fun it's like 42 degrees i'm like oh. so i got adrenaline pumping i got like a i got like a five shot lead like i'm ready like i just want to win right mm-hmm. i like pure this five iron like just absolutely pure it land like uh two feet away and mm-hmm. hop it long and just have this impossible up and down i get it up and down is honestly it was almost better to start my day like that mm-hmm. than like birding the first hole because like i right. kind of you know earn it mm-hmm. yeah and of course I, I settled in and you know the rest of the day like wasn't anything special i think i was like one maybe two over with um yeah, I was on. So if I start on four, so three, two, one, eighteen. So I was on my fifteenth hole today. Yeah. Um, which is eighteen. Easiest par five ever, dude. Like straight up, it's like four ninety. Like oh yeah, a lot of wind. Uh huh. Just poke a driver out there. Just you can get on into. Slap it out there, and it's like, <laughs> I pulled it. Like I pulled my driver. I'm oh. in the trees. Okay. So I'm standing in the trees. I haven't looked at a leaderboard, so I have no idea where I'm at. But mm-hmm. I had a feeling I was like, if everyone struggled yesterday, like the pins are harder today. I'm like one or two over, so I'm still under par. I was like, odds are I'm still leading, right? Right. That's me in my head. I'm like, I probably have like a two or three shot lead. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the trees, and since I'm thinking that, I'm going, okay, well, I could probably try to like snap hook a five iron around this tree and like get it up by the green. Yeah. I was like, but there's no reason to. Like, no, I can you don't need to do that. Just kind of punch it out. Great you know, lay up, hit a wedge, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I lay up to like, it was like 85, 86 yards. And as I'm standing in the fairway, my assistant coach, Jen, who mm-hmm. walks with me a lot, you mm-hmm. know, so I trust her like big time because she knows. Of course. Yeah. She knows your game. Yeah. So she runs down from the, the green. I'm like, what's going on? Like what? And she literally looks at me. She goes, this pin is nuts she's like it is literally the most ridiculous pin ever like right. she's trying to emphasize to me like this is such a dumb pin basically uh-huh. like, so all of a sudden i went from like oh i have an easy 80 yard shot i'm gonna make birdie to yeah she's talking to me and she's like we need to figure out a way to make par yeah like, that's how hard this pin is wow and i'm like all right so i'm talking about her and she's like telling me how because it's a two-tiered green and the pin was cut and like i said these things are they're like 13 mm-hmm pin was cut right at like the crest of the hill like, oh almost like on the slope right right yeah and she's telling me how she'd been standing on that green and she's seeing guys five putt four putt like from like five feet like yeah like this pin's silly right mm-hmm. 
And so I'm trying to talk with her through the shot. I like, try to figure out what I should do. And she goes, okay, I think our best course of action here. She's like, I think um, like we need to get this thing obviously pin high. She's like, but it depends like what side do you think? And I was like, well, I think if I hit it like pin high, right. And I kind of put to it this way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can leave it high, like a foot above the hole. So it won't go down. Exactly. Yeah. Easy to put par. We were completely wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> how severe the right side was. Oh, okay. So I hit a just, I mean, exactly how I wanted to hit it. Mm-hmm. Just perfect. Pin high right. I have about eight feet. All right. Which on any other day is a great shot. Yeah, of course. And you get up to this thing, dude, and straight up, I looked at her and I was like, coach, like, if I miss this putt, it's 50 feet away. Like, I have <laughs> to make it. Yeah. And it's so, either going in or it's not. <laughs> exactly. Either going in or I'm four putting. Like, it's one or the other, right? So, this is where this just gets tragic. So, <laughs> I hit the putt. I aim like my back's to the hole. Like I'm putting it the other way for mm-hmm. it to break down. Yeah. I put it out and it starts to break down and then it somehow stops. Like, oh, no way. So now I have an even harder putt. I'm like, oh my God. Like, okay, three feet. Like I can make this no problem. Three footer that breaks like a ball and a half. Mm-hmm. I lip out topside. Oh. Goes all the way down. I probably had like 50 feet. Oh, so now I'm sitting here and I'm just like, oh my god, like this is not how I'm gonna lose this tournament, dude. Like, are you kidding me? Right. And so now, like, I'm like, all right, let's just like two putt from here, make double. Like, I have another par five, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I put it up. It stops about two feet short for like a good second. Yeah. Back to my feet. Oh, all the way back down. Just keeps scrolling down. This happened again. Oh no. I ended up six putting. Oh. So. Just treacherous way to just way to finish make, it, huh? I just make the smoothest nine, like you could. Like, <laughs> the like, smoothest like, nine. Just like whatever. I think it was a nine. That make yeah, that sounds all right. I made like a nine. Uh-huh. No, I think it was a nine. But anyway, I'm rattled, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like rattled. Uh-huh. And I go to the next tee box. I'm like numb, dude, because I'm like, oh my god, I just lost this. Like, what the heck? Like, slap a four iron out there. Mm-hmm hit a pitching wedge to like I don't know, 15 feet um and i two putt okay yeah. I'm walking off the green like oh it's great good two putt considering what just happened whatever uh-huh. yeah it wasn't another six putt i'm walking up the green and this is where like coach hutton like really helped because he came up to me and like put his arm around me and he goes i didn't want to tell you this he's like but i think you need it for the last two holes he's like you're leading by one. Oh wow he's like you're leading he's like Sweet. so okay whatever happened back there he's like forget it he's like you got this like let's go yeah so we go i tee off on the par five i hit it in the right rough i have like 205 and with my adrenaline pumping and like i kind of had a decent lie i was like i think i should hit seven iron yeah because it's just gonna fly out of there and you're amped up for some reason i was like i think if i hit six it goes long i was like and plus you have to land it like 20 feet short i think i was like i think seven's the club Mm -hmm. i hit seven iron i hit it to about six feet let's go clutch up it's clutch up shot I lip out the eagle putt, oh. make birdie. But the right. kid, I'm playing with the kid who's one shot behind me. Mm-hmm. He ends up making like a 10-footer for birdie. Oh, okay. So I'm still one ahead going to the next. I go into the yep. next, and it's just like this funky par four. And I hit three iron off the tee. I pulled it a little bit. It got a little bit of a bad bounce and rolled like into the hazard. Mm-hmm. And like it was one of those things where like I could have chipped it out, but like 
the risk wasn't worth it because there was like a rock in front of it and like it could have just been bad so i was like you know what i can drop i can make i can just get up and down i'll be fine yeah i drop i hit a wedge it spins off the front mm. um and i have two putting from there to make bogey okay now i have to go to a playoff yep yeah and playoff i'm like geez man like i i'm ex- like emotionally at this point i'm just like yeah like i'm like oh my god and then the playoff just gets just sad so we go to hole 10, we both tee off, we both hit decent tee shots. I hit my second shot to like eight feet. Okay. Like 15 feet. He leaves his like 15 footer, like four feet short. Ooh. I miss my eight footer. Make okay. Call. Yeah. Yeah. And he like lips in his par putt to tie. It's like, oh, all right, whatever. Okay. All right. Yep. Next hole. Go to the next hole. I absolutely flag a six iron. Like this thing landed like just short, bounced like eight feet long, like just flagged it. Okay. And he like hits this like whatever shot, like not a big deal, misses the greens to the left. Okay. And I had, it was one of those putts because the greens were so fast where like I almost couldn't try to make it because if I did, it would just take off because it was another pin that was kind of like. Yeah. If you're going to lag an eight footer, it's going to be this one. Exactly. Right. So. I hit it like I barely missed. Tap in for par. He's got like six feet for par. He makes it. Oh, jeez. Whatever. Next so the course was routed. We were we went 10, 11, and then eleven ran into nine T box. Okay. We just run kind of those three until mm-hmm. until somebody won. Play hole nine. Um, we both par nine. Oh, we geez. go back to the tent. We're on the fourth playoff hole now. We both hit really bad tee shots. Um, I get mine in the front bunker. I hit my bunker shot to like a foot, make my par. He has like eight feet for par. He makes it again. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 11. This is crazy. <laughs> I missed my shot like short, right? He hits this just dreadful, like pull draw. Yikes. Hits the left side of the green. And once again, bro, can't make this up. Like, this is crazy. Like I, I wish Bisharat was on here kind of, cause he watched the whole thing. Like this uh-huh. is crazy. It hits the left side of the green, bounces into the back bunker, which is dead. Like, oh, okay. Dead. Hits the rake. Yikes. Bounces back onto the fringe. Oh, no. And I didn't get it all the way up the hill. I had like 12 feet for par. Uh-huh. He hits his putt down to like eight or nine feet, like just to oh. the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this video. I make my par putt. Like, I like just hoop this like 12 footer. Yeah, you're like, let's go. At that that point, I think I won. Like, I'm like, oh, I just won this. Like, yeah. He hoops his. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh. Ice in his veins, man. Just nothing. Power to him, dude. He putted great. But uh, (laughs) then we go to nine and we both hit our tee shots. I hit mine to like, um, I hit mine like just short of the green because I kind of uh, pulled, I was over on the left, just short of the green. Mm -hmm. Tried to chip it in, hit it like three feet by. He had like 30 feet above it, oh, which wow. is like no guaranteed two putts. So I'm like, okay, if I make par, like I could win this. He mm-hmm. hoops the 30 footer to win. No way. Just the best putting of his lifetime in six holes. Just finds it. Like, <laughs> what is my day, man? So, yeah. yeah well, was- at least you lost to a guy. I mean, that putted lights out. I mean, yeah. I mean, he earned it, man. Like, I, as sad as I was, like, I, him and I follow each other on Instagram now from time to time. We talk. His name's Scott. Great guy. Nice. But, 
still just a heartbreaker, man. That's a gnarly playoff. I mean, I mean, like you said, you're mentally and emotionally just exhausted. And then now you got to go play playoff holes. You're like, okay, this is not fun. And then you play six holes. Like that's gnarly. That is gnarly, man. Yeah. Jeez. But, um, so, I mean, that, that we, we weren't at that tournament, but I mean, you had a lot of momentum kind of with your game, you were feeling it and stuff. Um, COVID hit and they canceled everything. I mean, what, what was the, What was everybody feeling like on the team? Man, that was crazy. Cause like, obviously, like you said, the momentum was going and, um, we were headed to, I think you guys were going to, to East Bay. Yeah. We we're going to Creeka park. Yeah. Creeka. So the year before I had a great experience at Creeka. I finished like ninth or 10th played great. Love that golf course. And mm-hmm. the way our team was like structured, the guys that were going to go, like it would just set up really well for us. Like, just like we have our one guy on our team named Connor Nelson. He is so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, Creek is perfect for you. You can hit it anywhere. Like literally this golf course, you can hit it anywhere. Like perfect. You'll love it. Like, and, and like Ryan was kind of finding his form again. Like he had a good fall. He kind of like not great first couple of events, but he was, you know, with Ryan, like, at any moment, Ryan can go out and play well. So it's oh, like, yeah. especially oh, yeah. to go course like Kariga, he'll be fine. You know, shout out Ryan, man. Hope Ryan's listening. Yeah, he, <laughs> I hope he does too. Um, <laughs> this episode was good. I, I really enjoyed his his uh, podcast as well. But um, yeah, Ryan, yeah, glad he found his place at USD. He's gonna. I, I'm I'm stoked for him. It's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, we're about. I don't know. This is the Monday. We're gonna leave on Saturday. And on the Monday, we had workouts. And, uh, coach Greg was like, uh, yeah, we're going like, mm-hmm. we're going, don't worry about anything that you're hearing or reading or whatever. We're going, don't worry. Yeah. We're like, all right, cool. Tuesday comes, we start to hear about like the cruise ship and like, yo, yeah, all this, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to like, be like, what's going on, dude? Like what? Uh-huh. The heck? Yeah, seriously. And once again, he's like, you know, and the great thing about coach is he's very honest with us. So uh-huh. he's just like, Gave it to us straight. He's like, guys, right now we know nothing. Like, I don't know what's going on up top, but like plan to go. We're going. It's like, cool. All of a sudden, Wednesday morning hits. He texts us that we needed to be in his office at 10 a.m. Ooh, serious stuff. And we're like, uh-oh, like this can't be good. We all mm-hmm. go in. It's, by the way, just to set the scene, this is like the worst day in San Diego history. It is pouring. Like, Oh, it is yikes. Pouring. Just like perfect mood for what was about to happen uh-huh. um, and he basically him and our associate ad Murad were in there and they both were like yeah man we're done oh. we're done like you guys basically need to you need to get, if you're living on campus you need to be out at this point wow. if you're living off campus like you should go home like mm-hmm. our season's done we're done like wow. when like basically you have the next couple weeks off school until they figure out how to transition how, yeah yeah of course and dude like for Ryan and I, um, especially, you know, Connor Nelson um, was a junior at that point. So and me, Ryan, and Ben Hume were the three seniors. Mm-hmm. And for the three of us, man, it was just like, that's, it's a tough one, man. That's just a tough one to swallow. Seriously. Man. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, your guys' team, you had, you guys were playing so well, like, yeah, that's yeah. tough. It was tough, man. Just like all that we had worked for, you know, that whole year, Ryan and I so badly like wanting to win a conference championship, mm-hmm. go to nationals, like, you know, like we talked about it so much as a team, like what exactly. we accomplish. And yeah. This is seniors, man. It was, it was tough. Like Ben, Ryan and I all were just, we were bummed. It mm-hmm. was a tough day. Um, yeah, it was, 
it's tough to put into words because like I, it's like it's hard because I don't want to sit here and sound like oh poor me like I had all this taken away from me like mm-hmm. we all did man like yeah you, oh yeah a lot of people did oh yeah you felt it like you were you're not even an upperclassman and like just having a season taken away man like it's mm-hmm. sucks like, yeah I know it seriously does I mean and considering our team we were playing really well and stuff too but yeah it's just like and you feel bad for the seniors I mean like for guys like you I mean that's just terrible yeah and like i know um i'm i've become good buddies with uh devin greg who's oh yeah devin yeah and you know I'm, i talked to, i talked to devin about it and it was like dude it's just heartbreaking for all of us man like it's just so mm-hmm. tough. that's why like it is it, it's, it's been tough to like not sit here and play the poor me card kind of like what got taken away mm-hmm. um but for the first couple of days it was tough it was it was a definitely a hard pill to swallow yeah serious i mean like like you had said i mean for just about anybody. I mean, a lot of people were stripped of that. And um, yeah, I was just really unfortunate, but um, you're enrolled at San Marcos as a graduate student. So are you taking the year extra year of eligibility or what are you going to be doing with that? Yeah, man. So that was the plan. You know, I, uh, I kind of took the summer to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Greg or coach Hutton, I'm sorry. uh, Said that. um, (laughs) Yeah. Oops. uh, (laughs) Said that he made it very clear. Like if you were Ryan, Justin, Ben, like, if you want to come back, like you're welcome, mm-hmm. like come back. And so I, uh, decided like, you know what, like I want to basically finish what I started, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. This, this program has given so much to me and like, I don't want to go out like that. And, um, so I decided to go back and, um, obviously at this point we were still thinking we were going to play in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually obviously that didn't happen. And then yeah. now that our, our spring is now canceled as well um you know technically like i have like one class left till i get my degree yeah um so i'll be doing that this spring but when it comes to my playing career at san marcos i am i am done you're done all right all right well talk about what's after what's after this then what what are your plans yeah so um kind of been you know the last couple days i took some time to write a uh, letter that i'm going to be sending out to um you know friends family people i've met over the years that like yeah. maybe want to invest and like kind of help me out getting started. But, um, of course I'll be, uh, turning pro in March. Uh, it's tough right now because it's a tough time to turn pro. Yeah, uh, it is. It really is. It's just like a lot of the Q schools canceled and like all that stuff. So what I've kind of decided to do is, uh, I signed up for Canadian Q school, which will mm-hmm. be the end of March, uh, PGA tour Canada. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll play in that. If I get status through that, I'll turn pro. And then I'll be playing on the McKenzie tour. Sweet. Um, if I do not get status, I will stay amateur through the USAM because I want to give the USAM one more shot. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, and then I'll turn pro at the end of August and get ready for Corn Ferry Q School in October. Sweet, man. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's nice that you have it. You know, you put you got it planned out and just in case things don't work, you'll stay amateur playing tournaments and stuff. You know, that's awesome that you're doing that, man. I wish you nothing but the best for that. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be an exciting couple of months. Cause I, I sat down, I uh, wrote my letter that I'm going to be sending out to kind of friends and family and like anyone that kind of wants to help me out getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sending that out in the next couple of days. Um, and yeah, man, it's been, it's been exciting, you know, talking to my parents kind of like financially planning for it, like how I'm going to pay for stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, but kind of, you know, just figuring out how to uh, all of a sudden grow up, man. Like, yeah. I mean, Hey, yeah. And try and give pro golf a go, man. I mean, that's, yeah. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah. And like I said, I wish you nothing but the best and I'll keep track of your scores and stuff and seeing how you're doing, man. Yeah, brother. We'll always stay in contact. You know that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, just a wrap. I got a, just some for fun questions here for you. You talked about your brother, Joey and stuff. How competitive were you guys growing up? Are you and your brother pretty competitive with each other on the golf course as well? Yeah. So uh, I actually have three brothers. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I have three brothers and, uh, I have an older brother. His name's Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a, uh, government construction worker. So oh, wow. he's very blue collar, you know, he works hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, growing up, he played, you know, baseball, whatever, just kind of, but sports weren't really his thing. You know, he's always been kind of, a um, what we, I guess you'd call a gearhead loves cars. Trucks. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. He loves getting his hands dirty. So one of the hardest workers I know, but, um, you know, growing up with three brothers, man, it's, um, it's, it's fun. Like I imagine like everyone, everything that you can think of, like growing up with brothers, like it's, it's fun, man. It's mm-hmm. everything's a competition, you know, the f- like fighting, bickering. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. <laughs> playing sports, getting mad at each other, like mm-hmm. always just beat each other all the time at every sport yeah um yeah man it's 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 fun and especially now on the golf course you know now you you mentioned joey um obviously joey uh plays at pepperdine yeah uh-huh had a really successful uh last couple of years and i'm i'm so proud of him man he's 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 found success and you know he's he's destined for great things man he's obviously really good you know he's hopefully here he'll have a great spring for pepperdine but um yeah heck yeah, yeah anytime he's home man like and even like when we're in tahoe playing golf it's always, you know, it's, it's some things it's, it's like everyone always says, you know, some things never change. And one thing that never changes is anytime there's any sort of competition, there's chirping, there's, you know, Oh yeah. The smack talk. Oh yeah. Dude. It's, it's, it's endless. And like, you know, Joey and I, like we have some, like, especially on the golf course, it's a lot of fun, you know, and growing up, like obviously everything's a competition, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, as I get older, you know, it's starting to be like his career, like his career is different than my career, separating the two. Um, and honestly, just like rooting for each other. Yeah. Heck yeah. Of course. Rooting hard for each other. But yeah, when you ask like, you know, when we're out at the, when we're out at the farms, uh, which is where my family's members, Mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's constant, you know, smack talk, just trying to like heads mess with each other. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's going to be so cool. I mean, uh, I mean, if you know, whenever you turn pro and stuff and then, you know, he'll get out of school and then he turns pro, you know, you two try, you know, playing pro together. I mean, I'm sure you guys have got to be looking forward to that. Oh, we're yeah. I mean, we obviously, you know, I know you did this as a kid too, you know, every putts to win the masters. Oh like, yeah, all, dude. You know, sit and talk like, uh-huh. Oh, if you could be sponsored by any two companies, what would it oh, be? Oh, dude, I still do that to this day. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah dude. Like we, we talk about it all the time. Um, and we've always said like, it would be so cool to, uh playing events like together against each other like constantly uh-huh. obviously that's my mom's like worst nightmare because she <laughs> yeah. like if it was ever like dreamlike scenario you know back nine of the masters and it's between me and my brother like as a parent what do you do like, exactly yeah uh-huh but yeah you know, it's it's definitely cool you know and it's it's cool that you know we have golf to um be something that like we both love to do Mm -hmm. so whether we go out and we practice together and we're just playing little like chipping games or putting games or we're out on the golf course playing like it's always good to like be able to just spend time together like hang out you know give each other crap all the stuff that we normally like to do so yeah of course 
Yeah, dude, that's so awesome that, I mean, you and your brother and, and I mean, just your whole family in general is just so competitive and such athletes. I mean, that's so cool that you have that. And you know, that I, that'll be so cool whenever you two do pro golf together. I mean, that'll be so cool, man. Yeah, man. It'll be awesome. And like my youngest brother too, he, he doesn't play competitively, but you know, mm-hmm. he started to like in the last year or so really get into it. He'll go and hit balls at the range. He'll come and play with us. And even though like, he's obviously like, he's, he's pretty decent for as little as he plays, but like mm-hmm. even though he's not as good he gets right in on the smack talk like he oh dude that's awesome that's a lot of fun everybody's going at each other awesome um and i gotta ask how's the hair been lately i know whenever we were playing and stuff man you had just the just the awesome flow so what's the plans for the hair lyrics yeah man so um yeah that kind of became like a trademark for me i uh i grew the hair out probably the last time you saw me like i could grab it almost it was long oh it was long Dude, it was crazy. Like, it looks I, a little shorter right here in the in the Zoom here. Yeah, man. I It's all short. gone right now. Uh, uh, kind of didn't get rave reviews from mom, dad, and yeah. <laughs> girlfriend. So it was kind of a... Uh, yeah. You know, it was it was one of those things where like showers were starting to take like 20, 25 minutes. Like, yeah. So it was it was one of those things where it was, it was time. And when I cut it, I immediately regretted it. <laughs> I was like, immediately like, oh, what I do? Yeah. It is nice to be able to wake up like five minutes before I have to leave and be able to shower. I used to not be able to do that. So Yeah. And it's not wet as you're walking out the door. Yeah. It's great. Like it's yeah. actually short hair is nice, but um, I don't know. Like I never want to say never. Like it was definitely fun having the hair like that. Um, mm-hmm. Might make a return. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I hope so, man. I, I love to see it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the coolest golf moment you've ever experienced? Oh man. I know. Uh, I know there's been a lot of, been a lot of them. Been a lot of them. So here, I'll give you, I'll give you two. All right, all one right. actually doesn't even have to do with my golf. So, and I know I'm going to get crap for this from my brothers. Cause it's all sappy, but one of like the proudest moments I've ever had mm-hmm. was when Joey was um, in the USAM at Riviera. Okay. And no one knew anything about him. He was just some kid from San Diego. He's committed to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, just going to go play golf. And just something happened that week where like, he just found it and made it to match play took out um this kid named jack singh Brar in the first round who's on the european tour now oh yeah uh-huh yeah now took somebody else out the second round made it all the way to the round of 16 where he played doug gim oh yeah serious who's on the pga tour now oh yeah doug gim heck yeah yeah, yeah losing doug like three and two or something but dude like that as a brother like i walked riviera so many times that week um, which isn't a bad place to be. Oh, no, it's a beautiful place to be. That's Great. so awesome. But just, I mean, watching him in that environment, watching him thrive, watching him have a good time, and, like, honestly just compete with all those guys, like, it was so cool, man. Like, that was probably, like, the when it comes to, like, me, like, just being on the golf course, that was that one was <laughs> tough to beat. Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome. But other than that, the coolest moment I've had on a golf course, um, I would say that almost win, but that was more sad. Um, I would <laughs> Probably uh, one of the coolest things that's happened on a golf course is, you know, last year on New Year's Day, so mm-hmm. January 1st, 2020. Yep. It's about 7, I don't know, it's got to be 7.30 in the morning. We're on hole two of the farms, and I make a hole-in-one at 7.30 in the morning. Let's go. Hole two of the farms. And my I was with Joey and our friend Danny, mm-hmm. and um, that was cool because then we started talking like, Oh, that might've been the first hole in one of the decade. Like, yeah, no kidding. 
on one at that point, but that was, that was an exciting one for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. That always getting a hole in one. That's just one of the best feelings in golf. I mean, that's just, yeah, it was so fun. It doesn't matter where it is, but, uh, yeah. well, heading to the last question for you here, man. Um, who's inspired you to be the golfer slash person you are today? Man, that's a tough one. Um, as a golfer, probably my uncle. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm really close with my uncle Mark over the years. Like it all, it started with golf. Obviously he's been my uncle my whole life, but, um, yeah, yeah. as a kid, you know, he was always like kind of the cool uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all, all of us cousins wanted to like be friends with uncle Mark because he was super fun, you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, and once Joey and I started playing golf with him, we, we always like, we went on trips. Like we went up, played at his golf course. Like it was always so fun to hang out with him. But, um, over the years, you know, him and I, we gotten really close. And a lot of what I've learned, um, whether it's mentally or, um, you know, around the greens, whatever, like he's taught me so much, um, about what it is to like, act like you've been there before kind of is something. Yeah. Oh, of course. And he's, he's taught me how to like, even though I've obviously all of us have, you know, failed at time to time at like Mm -hmm. staying chill and not getting mad. Of course. Yeah. On the golf course, you know, he's definitely been a huge inspiration for me. He's always been someone that like I can always talk to when it comes to golf. Like if I've had a bad, I've had a bad tournament, he always gives me great insight. And so like, he's been big for me on the golf course, but when it comes to being, you know, a great person, you know, I, like my dad is, my dad's an incredible guy. He, uh, he's actually, he's a 95% burn survivor. Oh, wow. No kidding. Yeah. So, wow. um, actually a tattoo on my arm. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's the date of his accident on my arm. Oh, no kidding. But, wow. Uh, let's see. 1989. So it had been 10, 20, you know, 30, 32 years now. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, wow. Yeah. He was driving home from the desert and the propane tank in his RV ruptured. Oh. And, um, he's burned 95% of his body, third degree burns. Uh, he ended up living obviously. And just like my dad is just one of the most humble, like, you know, one of those things where like, he was kind of given a second chance at life. Yeah, of course. He has a successful company. Like he obviously had a family and, you know, we've always said about my dad that like, we have a dad who's like a real life superhero, man. Like he survived fire. Like that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And my dad's he's always been such a great example of humility and what it is to like be a man kind of like mm-hmm. you know, be respectful, be respectable, be personable yeah. be with kindness. Like that's all what my dad's about. And, um, you know, he's really just been kind of, like I said, like the real life superhero in my life that like, you know, I've always said, if I'm half the guy, my dad is, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of my life and, you know, I've done a pretty good job. So, awesome. Wow, man. I didn't know that. And, um, that, that's just, uh, that's awesome that he was able to make it out, man. And that uh, you have both your mom and dad still with you and um, awesome. And that's such a good story. Such a good story. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with Dylan Otto with CSU San Marcos golfer, Justin Versich. Justin, thank you so much man, for coming on chatting with you a little bit and getting to know you more, man. Yeah, man. It's, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.